comrades, one and all, hello and welcome to Heel Turn, Ozone Entertainment's live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.cool. It's not just cool, it's dot cool. We're here to cover all the things happening this week in WWE. That means we're covering... What are we covering? We're covering Super Showdown, we're covering Elimination Chamber, and no, we're not talking about Raw and SmackDown because I don't feel like it. I mean, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what happened on Raw and SmackDown because we can't not, because, you know, it's stuff that happened. But, hey, things are going to be a little di- bit different this week because uh, I'm your host, John Gavrexky Maxwell, joined not by Owen Douglas because, well, PAX East happened and... He's very tired and very dead, so I was all like, yeah, you know what, I'll do a solo show, like, a half hour before we're gonna go on the air, what could possibly go wrong? Well, luckily, though, I'm not alone, because I am, of course, joined, as always, by everybody out there on the internet, isn't that cool? This is where Owen would say it's not cool, but he's not here, so... You know what we're just going to have to make do? But hey, we're streaming live over at twitch.tv slash pro wrestling, even though, you know, it still has all the heel alternative graphics because I don't have any heel turn ones. Uh, Yeah, we're, we're still doing heel turn, y'all. But hey, we're moderating the chat and our Twitter at the heel turn. So send us your questions and your comments and we will get to them as we deem fit. Y'all, I was real excited for this week. I had prepared my latest monologue against this fucking company that I have so much consternation with. I was actually really excited to talk to Owen because I was going to surprise him by telling him that, hey, I saw the Sonic movie, let's talk about it. So you had your shot, Owen, you blew it. Sorry, buddy. Um, But yeah, hey, now I'm just here, wax and poetic with y'all by myself. But it's going to be a cool show, I guess. And this is the part where I pull up the graphics on the Twitch stream so you can see what's happening on the show. Hey, look who it is. It's me and everything that's happening. So, yeah, um, before we get on into what's going on, though, I don't know. I, I like that Sonic movie. I don't really have anyone to play off. So that's that's the banner I got. Y- you want to hear more about Metal Gear Solid 5, the Phantom Pain? I'm like 81% on that. That's cool. Chat, help me out here. What, what do you, what do you want to hear about? Let's, let's go. Let's, let's say some things. Here's some things. I, I just, I want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. Okay. Help me out here. This is, this is, I'm sad and alone. I'm sad and alone. And there's nothing I can do about it. But anyway, what I can do is we could talk about wrestling. And this is the part where I'm going to pause for a bit so that Owen can play the news jingle when he edits this. I bet Owen's not actually going to put the news jingle in here and I'm just going to look like an asshole. It's going to be great, y'all. Let's start with our first topic of news this week. I wrote here, nah, We're not going to talk about news. We're also not going to talk about SmackDown or Raw this week because both of those shows are terrible. I mean, I did watch some of Raw. There's some things on it. They revealed what was in Eric Rowan's cage, but who cares? Honestly, there's not much to say because, like, look, the stuff that happened in SmackDown, we can cover it in the context of Super Showdown, and the stuff that happened of importance on Raw is basically just stuff that we're going to talk about when we talk about Elimination Chamber. So, yeah, let's get right on into our first topic here, which is, so a show happened on Thursday, huh? Once again, live from Radio Saudi Arabia, our good friends, the Jamal Khashoggi hating, women hating, gay hating, Jew hating, everyone hating, dictatorship themselves, Saudi Arabia presents the latest WWE presentation, WWE Super Showdown. And 
hey, I promised that we were going to have some kind of Patreon review for it. Uh, instead, Oscar got really sick and didn't want to do it. So I thought, hey, you know what? I'm going to get really drunk and watch this show and do a review of it. Instead, I was just incredibly exhausted and I passed out during uh, the women's match. And you know what? I don't really regret it. I ended up sleeping for like 14 hours that night just because I was so, you know, tired and burned out from everything. It was kind of worth it. Like, it was really good. Not going to lie. So that's not happening. That that premium content, sorry, you're not getting that, y'all. I know you're really broken up about it, but hey, if it makes you feel any better, I am by myself to do a show, and I do have a glass of whiskey here that I have been sipping on, not, you know, getting inebriated by any stretch of the imagination. It is a Monday, after all. Come on, I'm a fucking adult here. But look, if there is a better way to get in the mood to discuss this show, then... Why not do it? Let's talk about WWE Super Showdown, the really bad show that happened on Thursday. Oh, my fucking God. The show was so bad. Like, look, I, I know that we we joke and we talk about how these shows are absolutely terrible and there's just nothing appealing to them whatsoever. But like, literally, this show was just beyond awful. Like, I actually cannot comprehend just how top to bottom garbage this show was i mean there were there were some okay parts on it i'm not gonna sit here and say that like oh everything was terrible this was a complete waste of time but you know frankly it's not like any of the good stuff really needed to happen either but we'll get to it let's first start with the pre-show match which was the oc the best tag team in the world according to uh that thing that happened at the last saudi arabia show Versus uh, the former uh, Raw Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders. Who gives a fuck? OC won, because whatever. The Viking Raiders are just completely done now. It's terrible. I mean, it's not like the OC is much better. Did you see them on Raw the past couple weeks? Anyway, let's move on to the first match, the Tweak Trophy Gauntlet match. An absolutely terrible match that made everybody involved look like fucking complete and utter garbage. And was completely useless and worthless and a waste of time, if I say so myself. So, we begin with R-Truth versus Bobby Lashley. And, first of all, the thing that's really standing out to me here is the sound quality on this pay-per-view. Absolutely garbage like our truth sounds terrible in his entrance like the commentary sounds like they're being recorded from a tin can i mean my fucking god i know that you're in like a faraway country like broadcasting this probably back to like stanford where you're doing like the main editing in, in you know titan tower or whatever but like come on are you really really gonna sit here and tell me that like you couldn't use some of that like 50 million dollars or whatever that saudi arabia is paying you per show to like make the sound quality just a little bit better you couldn't have at least like fucking tried if you're gonna like fucking do this propaganda shit i mean come on it's, it's just pathetic but hey it's not like they really tried in this match either because Honestly, the worst part about it is, like, you know, as much as I don't really like Bobby Lashley, he was maybe the best – him and R-Truth was maybe the best part of this match because they had, like, kind of a competitive thing going on. I mean, clearly R-Truth was, you know, getting his ass handed to him by Bobby Lashley because Bobby Lashley is the big, strong, chunky boy and R-Truth is just the goofy jobber. But, you know – then our truth gets a surprise win and whoa we can't believe it because basically you know bobby lashley slips on a banana peel and then bobby lashley beats the shit out of our truth for a long time and that's great this made everybody look good but hey, it'll be better because now we got the United States champion, Eliandolo, Andrade, right? He's going to come in. He's going to make short word of Urkavar Truth. That'll be great. Oh, they do a spot where Andrade is going for a back elbow, maybe like a minute or something into the match and fucking collides head first with R-Truth and R-Truth just kind of falls on top of him and accidentally pins him. They both just look like idiots. I guess you're really not going to reward him for, you know, going out for a month, right? And not have him look good coming back, huh? You know, great job there, WWE. You really know how to book your stars well. 
Really getting this new talent over, I guess. But hey, speaking of people that are getting over, let's talk about Eric Rowan, the man with the cage, who, hey, you know, we got to see his big gargantuan tarantula or whatever that he has in the cage tonight on Raw, and boy, is that stupid, but they were still playing in this match like we weren't going to know what was in that cage, and so... You know, they did the stupid spot where, oh no, our truth knocks over the cage, and now Rowan's just angry and being the shit out of him and checking on the cage, and whoopsie gets counted out. Everybody looks dumb and bad because this show is great. But hey, finally we're going to get some legitimate competition in here because we get the phenomenal AJ Styles and of course he makes short work of our truth because our truth has just basically been done in by three different people including two people that decided to just beat the ever loving hell out of him after the bell rang so you know clearly AJ Styles is going to win this and he does and that's great and then hey it's going to be cool, right? Because we're going to get AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio. That should be an exciting match, right? Except, oh, wait, here's the rest of the Jokers from the OC beating Rey Mysterio to death backstage so he doesn't get to come out. I really don't understand why you would fly Rey Mysterio to Saudi Arabia to not have him in a match. This just doesn't make sense to me. This is just completely ridiculous. But, hey, you know what? So long as Ray got paid a lot of money for it, I'm sure he's happy. It's not like he really had to work or anything. But, hey, this is all build up for AJ Styles to declare himself the winner. And then they decide to count out, you know, to do a 10 count for on Ray. And then suddenly cuts back to backstage. And, oh, no, someone beat the hell out of the OC. And why is the ref not counting anymore? That doesn't make sense. You should keep counting. Why would you stop? Oh, because I guess rules don't apply to Undertaker. Nor does having to look good apply to Undertaker because he literally just comes out, does his whole entrance, doesn't even take off his gear, deploys the laziest and shittiest looking fucking uh, chokeslam I have seen in quite a while lackadaisically pins AJ Styles and gets the three. Congratulations to Undertaker. You weren't even in the match. You are the two-way trophy champion, best in the world, whatever. I mean, hey, I guess there's precedent here considering Shane O'Mac, but what the fuck? This match made no one, not a single person look good. R-Truth didn't get to look like he was doing any surviving whatsoever. He looked like he just was a complete and utter joke. Andrade looked like a chump. Bobby Lashley looked like a chump. Rowan looked like a chump. Styles looked okay until he got chumped out by Taker, and then Taker just looked old. But hey, let's move on to the next match, which actually I will say was an absolute banger because for whatever reason, John Morrison, The Miz, and The New Day decided to try for this SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And yeah, you know what? John Morrison, he's still really cool and pulling out some like ridiculous spots that I haven't seen. Like, you know, hitting people with code reds and then flipping out of them and just... I don't know. I I don't even I can't even begin to comprehend why John Morrison would put in the effort for this Saudi Arabia show when literally nobody else is. But God bless him for it, because you know what? They looked like they deserve this win. And I think it's a real fucking bummer that Kofi is getting pinned when, come on, he was literally your champion and you're just not doing anything with him and just continuing to make him look again, hate to keep saying this word, but like a chump, but Hey, this is WWE. They don't know how to do anything, but make people look like chumps. So fish got to swim. Birds got to fly. What are you going to do? But make people look like chumps, but you know, cool. Good for, good for our friends. Good for our friends, John Morrison and the Miz. I like them. And 
I'm excited to see what they're going to do with the titles. Also, I feel like I shouldn't be calling this out there, but wow, we actually have four viewers right now. For one, I'm sorry. For two, thank you. For three, hey, hit us up in the chat at The Heel Turn or, you know, on Twitter, The Heel Turn. Let me know what you think and give me your questions, your comments. I'll get to them as I deem fit. I'm not seeing anything. I don't know if nobody's talking or if it's literally just my fucking Twitch shit is broken. It's probably that one. But you know what? We'll we'll figure it out here together. But while we figure that out, let's move on to discussing the next match, because abandon all hope, all ye who have entered here. This is where the show starts to remind you that, no, this is still a Saudi Arabia show and no fucks are going to be given. Like, say, for example, why are we doing Angel Garza versus Humberto Carrillo three days after we did Angel Garza versus Humberto Carrillo on Raw? This doesn't make sense. This is baffling, and it is bizarre, and it is a terrible idea, not the least of which being, this match was fine, but it was also just completely forgettable. Like, who cares? They haven't done anything that we haven't seen before. Like, yeah, we're going to see Garza do his pants-ripping spot, we're going to see, you know, Humberto do some high-flying dimples-ass shit, but, like, again, we literally just saw this three days before. Why would I want to see this again? And especially if you're just going to have Garza win clean again, you've done absolutely nothing to make me care about our friend Humberto Carrillo whatsoever. So why should I? And that's the answer. I don't. Boy, I hope y'all were excited to watch the match that they had on Raw tonight where they had Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza again, except this time they added Rey Mysterio and uh, fucking Andrade to the mix. I sure wasn't. I agree, Ryan. We should pay him $9.99 for it. We deserve to pay him for the privilege. Daddy Vince is going to get his somehow. Boy, I really got to say, by the way, if this is really their strategy and they're really going to try and play that whole I'm a sell, I'm a sell WrestleMania on ESPN Plus or somewhere nonsense good fucking luck y'all because if this is the shit that you're trying like i don't think it's gonna work out for you none but hey i digress what do i know i'm just you know trying to destroy the show from the inside so i can just go back to wednesdays where i'm happy speaking of places where i'm not happy rawls and murphy the now as of tonight former raw tag team champions because hey guess what they fought fucking Street Profits again in a now or never match and they won Street Profits won but the inverse of this happened at Super Show that the inverse happened at Super Showdown where Rollins and Murphy beat Street Profits in a match that honestly I didn't find very interesting Architects of Pain, yes, is is a pretty good name. I wish that they would actually use that, but they don't because I guess it's just the Monday Night Messiah and his disciples. To answer your question, Ryan, an hour never match is basically uh, them saying if they don't win the, the tag titles tonight, they will never challenge for the tag titles again. They pulled a Cody, except they didn't get MJF, so they won. Uh, yeah, because, you know. That's how this is going to happen. But hey, don't worry, because I wonder if Rollins and Murphy are going to win the titles back at Elimination Chamber on Sunday. I guess we'll see. Yeah, everything that's happened in the past, uh, let's say, three hours tonight has made this match not matter at all. Which, in fairness, this match didn't really matter at all. Because I will say, like, I don't think the Street Profits looked all that great. Like, I have... I really like the Street Profits. That's the problem is I was really into the Street Profits when they were in NXT. And I'm just, I'm wondering if they were called up too early. I'm wondering if it's a situation where just they had these characters down. They were really over with these characters. They were able to do some really good shit in NXT because they were being anchored by people like the Undisputed Era and these other tag teams like and even like the Viking Raider, like, you know, the War Raiders, like when they were getting really long, really in-depth tag matches that, you know, fucking get a, you know, that that actually have time to really develop and like work with like top tier talent, things that aren't happening on the main roster because Vince treats those matches like bathroom breaks because he doesn't like tag team wrestling. So 
you know, you know, and yes, Ryan, I do. Well, you know what? We'll get to that when we talk about Elimination Chamber. I don't want to get too distracted by the chat here, although I am glad I am now starting to see the chat because I, you know, changed it to being on my phone here. Hi, chat. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this weird adventure that we're doing tonight. Owen, this is your fault. Get better soon. But I digress. Let's talk about the main event, the most important thing that happens in Saudi Arabia. Y'all, we get our once every six months match where we put over Mansoor and act like he's a, a person that matters, even though we only ever see him like once or twice on uh, WWE television. Maybe, you know, generally to try and, you know, get people excited for this match. Yes, I agree, Rhythm Bastard. The only good wrestling at PAX this at this weekend was your PAXies panel. Uh, is that PAXies panel up, by the way? Can is there a YouTube link where I can uh, send people to to do that? Let me know in the chat. I'll I'll plug that in a little bit. But yeah, Mansoor fought Dolph Ziggler. This match was fine. Mansoor's okay, I guess. Like, I that's the problem. Is like I've kind of enjoyed Mansoor the times that I've seen him wrestle, but. Everything that I see about Mansoor outside of the ring and his weird edgelord shit makes me kind of hate Mansoor. And you're not doing enough to really put him over to me as this baby face I should like when, again, yeah, I see what he's doing on the internet. Anyway, Mansoor beat Dolph Ziggler because, of course, he did. Now let's get to the real shit. Let's get to... Ricochet versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. And you would think, folks, that with all of the cool matches that we've had of small guys versus Brock Lesnar, say, for example, Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor, Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles, Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar versus even, I'm just going to throw it out there, Seth Rollins. Brock Lesnar is a guy that works real well with small talent that he can toss around and they can give him cool desperation spots and exciting, like, comeback things. And instead, they just completely fucking chumped out Ricochet. He did not get in a single bit of offense whatsoever. If anything, I hate to say this, but this was probably even worse than what they did to Kofi. Because you know what? At least with Kofi, they put him out of his fucking misery quickly and just had it be seven seconds, surprise F5, you're done. This was just Brock Lesnar beating the shit out of this guy, not going for a pin, never needing to go for a pin, just beating the dog shit out of this guy who got no response whatsoever for a minute and a half. There was no point to this other than here watch ricochet take this f5 and look like it literally killed him and hey that was a really cool f5 cell you didn't need to do a minute and a half of ricochet getting murdered to no response whatsoever to give it to us thanks y'all this was great use of cool talent and you're really not making me think that ricochet she really needs to get the fuck out of this company and go somewhere else that would appreciate his talent. But hey, what do I know? It's not like I've run another show on this wrestling website where we talk about things of that nature. Ryan in the chat says, after that and tonight, I'm thinking Rick is going to get announced for a wellness policy violation tomorrow. Honestly, you know what? I... Wouldn't be surprised. Like, there was a rumor, you know, that came out out of uh, Wrestling Observer uh, last, like, towards the end of last week that basically suggested that pretty much the only person that knows that these wellness policy violations are going to happen before they happen is Vince. And Vince may be structuring them as he so desires. So, yeah, there's something that tells me I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Rick got popped for something and they're just making him look like a doofus for a bit before he goes out because yeah for those that don't know tonight he had a match against riddick moss for the 24 7 championship a guy 
right? That literally got who are you chants from the Brooklyn crowd at Raw tonight because who the fuck is this Joker? And Riddick Moss won. Ricochet, what did you do? What did you do, pal? Anyway, moving on to a match that actually... I will, I hate to say it, there were parts of this match that were decent. The match overall still sucked and was boring, like most of the things on the show. But, I hate to say it, I do kind of appreciate some of the things that they did in the Baron Corbin-Roman Reigns steel cage match. Because the entire match was booked around two things. It was booked around Roman Reigns bought, brought a chain to the match... That he used to close up the door. Oh, sorry, guys. And he's. Whew, excuse me there. The entire story was booked around the f- two things. First, Roman Reigns brought a chain that he used to seal the door of the cage to keep Roman, uh, keep Braun in the cage. Guys, sneeze again. God almighty, I'm allergic to bad Saudi Arabia shows. Who knew? The second story of this bond beyond that chain was Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin have fought each other so many goddamn times at this point. They know each other so well, and Roman Reigns keeps going for his signature move, the Superman punch, but he can't hit it because every single time he goes to hit it, Baron Corbin has another counter for it. Baron Corbin has just figured out all the ways to counter it between choke slams and just getting out of it. Like Baron Corbin has figured out Roman Reigns' game plan. And those are two interesting stories that you could work with. Like those are two interesting ways to deal with the fact that like, you know, you're building on the fact that this is a grudge feud where Roman has a vested interest to keep this guy here, but also Baron, for as much as he wants to get out of this match, he kind of has Roman's number in a lot of ways, because they've been destined to do this forever. Ryan in the chat saying that uh, Corbin is uh, Roman's kryptonite, and I hate you, but yes. Of course, the problem is that this is still a WWE uh, fucking steel cage match, so they do dumb shit like, you know, hey... We're going to have a bunch of fucking spots around guys trying to escape the cage because we still have the rule of you can escape the cage to get to win the match. So Baron's going to try and escape the cage. And, oh, Roman wants to keep him in the cage, so he's going to fight him and get him out of there. And then, wait, Roman's deciding he wants to escape the cage, even though he wanted to keep Baron in the cage. What the fuck was the point of all that then? And now, oh, no, they're fighting on top of the cage and all this shit because, you know, it's stupid. We need to fucking justify reasons to have to have people fight on top of cages and do those spots because we can't just, you know, find some way to do that to make shit exciting. We have to have a dumb rule and just drag this match out even longer. But anyway, I do kind of like those two interweaving stories that they were going for, especially when they came together at the end, when Baron Corbin finally gets the win because he's finally able to hit a Superman punch and he does it by wrapping the chain around his fist, Superman punching him with the chain fist and winning again. I thought it was a cool story. I thought that it was a good way to tell that what was, you know, a pretty tame fucking house show steel cage match by steel cage match standards at the same time though because it was this goddamn saudi arabia show this match was like fucking 15 minutes when it really didn't need to be there was no point to any of this goddamn them but hey let's move on to the historic first ever Women's Championship match in Saudi Arabia, which, hooray, we're doing propaganda again by letting them do women's matches, but also still making them wear bodysuits and gigantic t-shirts. But you know what? Cool. Bailey and Naomi, they had a match. I, I like that they let Naomi basically do her intro, her, her entrance. Like, that was neat. It looked cool. This match was fine. It was whatever. I, I will say, actually, I did 
For as much as I did find this match incredibly dull, in fact, during my first viewing of uh, this pay-per-view, this is the exact point when I fell asleep and ended up sleeping for 14 hours. Uh, Regardless, though, I did very much appreciate the ending. I thought that it was very smart of Bailey to incorporate the big, stupid, awful T-shirts that Saudi Arabia forces them to wear by wrapping Naomi's foot in the T-shirt while she's in a submission and then just slamming her goddamn face into the mat for a three. It was inspired. If I will give it that, I'm not going to give this show anything else or this match anything else, but that ending bit was inspired. You're still, I, I don't, I don't know why they didn't then did Bailey and Naomi the next night and they're seemingly doing it again. What is, what is with this company? What is with this fucking company? All right. You know what? One second here. I just need to, Take a sip before we get to the main event here. Only thing that can really get me through this, because dear God, let's let's talk about the Fiend versus Goldberg. Folks, Bill Goldberg is your new Universal Champion. He's going to fight Roman Reigns at WrestleMania in Spear versus Spear. Because reasons. We don't even, we're not going to have an Elimination Chamber match to decide that. We're not going to, you know, come up with any real reason for it other than it's Roman. He just gets to because it's Roman. Why not? Isn't it great? Aren't you excited, y'all? But yeah, look, what the fuck do you really need to know about this match? Basically... Goldberg just kept hitting him with spears over and over again. Wyatt basically got no offense whatsoever. He got in a mandible claw at like one point, but Goldberg quickly got out of it. Goldberg hits the laziest, worst ever looking jackhammer and just in three minutes gets the win already looks blown up and tired. Dear God. And like, look on one hand, I understand what everybody's saying about how I understand the problems here of the fiend has been a terrible champion. His run as champion has been awful. This character is just not built for the title. It's better to have the fiend lose to someone like Goldberg, who's basically like a weird legend that, you know, Nobody really beats except for fucking Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker and I guess Rom Dog now. But it's better for him to lose to, to Goldberg than it is Roman. I and at fucking Saudi Arabia. I understand that, and I also understand the, the idea of it also makes sense for him to lose to someone who he doesn't have any history with. It doesn't really matter. Whereas, you know, now he gets to continue his whole fucking what his gimmick was of I'm going after all the people that wronged me and fucking ruined my last character with the John Cena match that he's going to have at WrestleMania. I understand all of these things. All of that said, motherfucking Bill Goldberg, this tired ass motherfucker who never had much of a work rate when he was good and has just gotten even worse in his old age. You're putting the fucking belt on this guy. Fuck off. Just fuck off. And look, it would be one thing if we could trust that they're actually going to do right by Bray. We could trust that they're actually going to let him go over Cena. But this is fucking Vince. You know that he's going to fucking get in his head like the day of WrestleMania. Of, oh, pal, you know, it'd be real good to say that uh, John Cena, he, he uh, won uh, the WrestleMania match. That would be uh, real good to, to have that promoting Fast and Furious, pal. Like, there is no guarantee of anything. There's no guarantee that this is not just, well, I'm bored of Bray now. So, fuck. 
fuck all of this. And really, if you think that you're going to get people to buy fucking WrestleMania because you had fucking Bill Goldberg as the champion again, I'm going to tell you right now, I think you got another thing coming because I am waiting with bated breath for them to try to sell WrestleMania this year. I'm waiting for it because I think this is going to go real poorly for them. Especially when you consider the show that they're trying to sell this Sunday. But yeah, before we get to talking about that, that's a super showdown. It was fucking awful. I shouldn't be surprised. It was another goddamn, you know, Saudi Arabia show. What else should I expect? What should we expect at this point? They're not going to try. They're getting too much money. You can all go fuck yourself. But... It really is shit like this that makes me seriously question why I continue to give this company the time of day. And hey, I mean, you know, look, folks, this is quite frankly why. I mean, hey, I might as well say it here right now. Uh, after Raw Mania, I'm going to be part time on this show. I I can't keep doing I can't keep doing this in Heels Alternative every week. It's a lot. It's really a lot. And I don't enjoy WWE enough. I'll still do the uh, I'll still do the pay-per-view reviews for Patreon with Owen. But yeah, the weekly show, not so much. I'll probably show up like the week before or after a pay-per-view. And stuff like that. But yeah. Podcasting is a lot of work, y'all, especially when you have a nine to five. But anyway. This show sucked. Fuck Saudi Arabia. Dot cool. It's a website that we own. Let's talk about the other thing that happened tonight. And that is the build-up to Sunday's show, Elimination Chamber. It's in Philly. Owen's going to go to it. I'd, I hope you're going to have a good time because, boy, I'm not sure about that show from what I've been seeing. But let's run down the card here because... Boy, these five matches that they announced are a doozy. Braun Strowman versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Sami Zayn, and Cesaro in a three-on-one handicap match for the Intercontinental Championship. What the actual fuck? Who thought that this was a good idea? Why would you do this? Why would you do this at all? Who benefits from this? You're not going to make Braun look good because, like, whatever. It's fucking three jokers. And, like, if one of them wins, yeah, of course they won. It's three on one. Like, what is the fucking point of this other than they literally have nothing for Braun or any of these people right now? Regardless, though, Bing Bong's going to win and hopefully they'll give him something, you know, more interesting to do at WrestleMania. I'm just kidding. They won't. They, they don't care about Braun anymore. Nobody does. We're over it. But oh my God, folks, the mad bastards are doing it again. They didn't learn their lesson last time. They are trying again with a tag team elimination chamber match for the SmackDown tag team championships. And I don't know if any of you remember the last time that they did a uh, tag titles elimination chamber. It was a chaotic fucking nightmare mess and kind of terrible. And I don't know why they would elect to do this again. And yet, here we go. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, we have The Miz and John Morrison versus... Oh, where to go? Here we go. The New Day, The Usos, Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party, I believe this is the Kalisto and Grand Metalik uh, variant, and... Rudolph of Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, this match is going to be a chaotic clusterfuck, and I bet it's going to be terrible. But hey, maybe John Morrison will do some cool things again. I bet the Miz and John Morrison are going to retain. 
probably through some weird shenanigans and chicanery, but yeah, they're going to retain, they're going to retain and they're going to hold it into mania into whatever weird everybody in the pool match they do there. And it will be good or not. I don't really care. Hope you enjoy it, Owen. Anyway, as we got to before, Ryan, I know you're excited for this because we're destined to do it forever. The Street Profits versus Seth Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah, and his disciple Murphy for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Who cares? I think that probably Rollins and Murphy are going to get the titles again because I honestly don't see them putting uh, Rollins into something bigger and and better for uh, Mania in time. So just have them do the tag titles, whatever. I mean, I guess you could put, you know, instead have like AOP go for the tag titles instead and have Rollins and Murphy do other shit. But this is Vince. I bet he won't. So, yeah, I'm going with Rollins and Murphy to, to, to get it back. AJ Styles versus Aleister Black in a no disqualification match. So for those that didn't watch Raw tonight, they had advertised Aleister Black versus AJ Styles. And then before they did the match, they went, psych, actually, I don't know if you read the contract, but you have to to fight and beat Luke Gallows first or Carl Anderson first, rather. So AJ did. And then they went, psych, you gotta also beat Luke Gallows. So they did that. And then, you know, they finally fought AJ Styles and he was already beating the dog shit out of by all three of the OCs. So AJ quickly won. So <coughs> now they're doing an ODQ match at uh, the pay-per-view on Sunday. Which, why would you do a no disqualification match? That helps AJ Styles. How does that help... Alistair Black, you've just given AJ Styles a way to legally have his friends get involved and beat the shit out of Alistair Black. This match type fucks Alistair Black. This is really stupid. Why would they book this match this way? It doesn't matter, though, because let's be honest, Alistair Black is going to win because he's going to get the ultimate help because Undertaker is going to show up and cost AJ the match. And then this is going to lead to their WrestleMania match. Hooray. Get hype, y'all! Anyway, let's move on to the final match. And actually, what should be kind of exciting, if I say so myself. The Women's Elimination Chamber match for the number one contendership to face Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. And our opponents are Natalia, Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, Asuka, Ruby Riot, and Sarah Logan. First of all, this company is really stupid because, you know what, you've been building this whole story between Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. You kind of had a payoff tonight on Raw by having them fight each other. Of course, you you know, you fu- you fucked it and made it screwy by uh Excuse me y'all. That uh man, me and I'll sneeze earlier. Really messed up my throat a bit there. Sorry. Anyway, the point being here is that you already kind of fucked it up by having Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan or Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan get their hands on each other before the show. Like you could have dragged this out. You could have had this be like exciting. Think about how interesting it was, you know, not to talk about what the other show does, but think about how AEW will constantly like, you know, they'll book up a match and not have the fucking people put their hands on each other. You didn't see fucking in the lead up to the, <coughs> in the lead up to Let's say the 30 minute Iron Man match between Kenny Omega and Pac. You did not see them put their hands on each other once. You didn't see that. And it made you all the more excited to see that match to see, oh man, they're going to go at it. They're going to kill each other. It's going to be great. Like, why should I see, be excited to see Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot resolve their issues in the most dangerous structure of the elimination chamber when like, 
they already kind of did that tonight. I mean, I know, again, as I was starting to allude to you before, I know it got all screwy because Sarah Logan was the guest referee for some reason, and she just decided to beat the shit out of both of them because fuck the Riot Squad, I guess. Fuck friends. But still, you just, you made the payoff that's going to happen in Elimination Chamber less interesting. Like, you didn't need to do this, and yet you did. For God knows what reason. But hey, look, this match is going to be cool for no other reason than Shayna Baszler is going to murder, death, kill every single person. And I want to see that because I'm fucking excited to see Shayna face Becky and I'm fucking excited to see I'm really hoping that Shayna is allowed to be Shayna and do her Shayna thing like look I know that this is Vince land I know that Vince is gonna water her down and make her not as cool as she's been on NXT but you know what this is a do or die match, I think, and I want. I am actually genuinely interested to see how they're going to present Shayna here. Let it be the Shayna we know and love. Let her be the stone cold killer that is fucking badass. Just go with it. Just do it. Do it, cowards. So yeah, that's Elimination Chamber. Um, I don't know what we're going to do for it, but there will be a Patreon show. So here's the thing. Owen and Katie are going to go live. They're going to see that show live on Sunday because it is in Philly. I will probably be watching it on, you know, like WWE Network whenever. Like, I don't know. I'll either watch it Sunday night or sometime Monday if I, you know, decide I have better uses of my time. Regardless, though, (coughs) either... Owen and Katie will just do their own review of it where they're just going to talk about what it's like to, you know, to have seen it live and do all that. Uh, We might do a show where all three of us are on and I give the perspective of of watching it on TV. We haven't quite figured that out yet. Things are kind of hectic and crazy over at PWC right now, as you can tell by the fact that, like, literally I did heel turn by myself this week. But... We're going to figure something out, and for just $5, you're going to get that content over at Patreon.cool. It's not just cool, it's give us money. But also, if you give us $5, you get every other pay-per-view review and other content that we've done for that Patreon, including the thing that we're going to be putting up sometime soon. I... Look, I edited it on Sunday. I sent it to Owen. He hasn't put it up yet. But when he does, there will be the AEW Revolution Review. Trace and Oscar, my co-hosts over at Heel Alternative every Wednesday night at this very channel. Uh, They reviewed uh, AEW's Saturday pay-per-view. They went all super in-depth on it for two hours, uh, two plus hours even, and... They had some really interesting and, and, you know, insightful thoughts. And you could get that by, again, giving us five bucks. Check it out. I did a really funny bit for the opening. Uh, you should listen to it just for that. I promise it's worth it. As is all the other content that we do over at Patreon.cool. You know, for just $1, you get the show notes for this episode and every episode we've ever done. For $10, you get an extra exclusive bonus podcast every month. We're also going to be uh, changing the Patreon goals every uh, after WrestleMania sometime. So, yeah, get excited for that, I suppose. Anyway, other things going on, I guess, because, you know, that's basically it for Heel Turn. But, hey, Wednesday night, there's going to be Heel Alternative. We're going to give uh, final thoughts on AEW Revolution. We're going to cover what happens this week on both NXT and uh, AEW Dynamite. And we're going to get all excited for uh, AEW Blood and Guts because, holy shit, I get to see a War Games match live. That's insane. It's going to be cool, y'all. So get excited for that. And, of course, as always, you can just find out what we're doing throughout the week by checking us out over at ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool. It's dot cool. And it is indeed a real working URL. 
Other places you can find us, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PWDOTC or just type in ProWrestling.cool with the search bar because, I mean, let's be honest, you're looking at it on your phone in the Facebook app because, you know, I know how this shit works now. You can follow us on Twitter, also at PWDOTC for just, like, a feed of what get posted to the website or at the heel turn for me doing really good content, me doing the best wrestling shit posts and calling out Tessa Blanchard and Jim Cornette and other terrible people that are terrible and deserve it. And posting silly pictures like trans, uh, turfs get the one wicked angel because yo fuck transphobes. Fuck turfs. Fuck them all. Be cool. Be gay, do crimes. Make it happen, y'all. That's all I got. We stream this show live every Monday over at twitch.tv slash pro wrestling. We also stream our sister podcast, Heal Alternative. I'm going to be on that on Wednesday, 1030 Eastern, after AEW Dynamite and NXT twitch.tv slash pro wrestling hang out with us there it'll be cool one could say it'll even be dot cool i'm gonna end this show now because this has gone on for way too long i should have never done this this was a mistake but you know what i'm glad that we made this mistake together folks and yeah, I want to thank uh, Ryan and Rhythm Bastard and everybody out there in the chat who joined me. Like, you made this show even more enjoyable by getting to talk to me and everything. Can we get a prayers up for our heel turn family? Press F in the chat, y'all. <coughs> anyway, this has been Heel Turn for Monday. Shit, what is today? Monday, March 2nd, 2020. This is why we don't do dates on this show. For Owen Douglas, who will be back next Monday, I have been John Gabrowski-Maxwell. I will see you on Wednesday with Trace and Oscar for Heel Alternative. And of course, next Monday for ProWrestling.Cool's flagship podcast until, you know, I really leave for Heel Alternative. Heel Turn. And until then, y'all come back now, you hear. This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.